It's the countdown to the Hodag Podcast, a discussion of everything Hodag Country Festival. Now, here's Al Higgins and Mike Mahalik. And welcome to uh, Countdown to the Hodag. I'm Al Higgins. With me is Mike Mahalik. We're both uh, employees and uh, announcers on WHDG in Rhinelander, Wisconsin, the home of the Hodag Country Festival. It's been around for decades now, and uh, between the two of us, I think we've got about 60 years of uh, Hodag experience between us. And the goal of this podcast is to talk about all things Hodag Country Festival, forever now uh, known as the Hodag, right, Mike? We're not going to say Hodag Country Festival every time. No, only if we want to, uh, you know, waste some more time, we'll add the whole well, thing in there. But, yeah. Um, no, it's, it's, it's been going on since uh, since 1978, and uh, uh, I have missed one of those. And uh, what we were talking earlier, that uh, what were you just a, a, a youngster when this first started? Well, I'm not that much younger than you, Mike, but a little bit. Uh, no, I, I uh, let's see, 1970-something, you said 70? It started in 78. Okay. I was 30. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, it, it, and if you look at Wikipedia, it says that there were over 500 people at that first one. No, there, wait, I'm, oh, wait, I'm checking that. I was 20, actually. Oh, okay. In 1978? Yeah, 50, 20. Sorry. Math wasn't your strong No, obviously not. Okay. No. <laughs> But uh, they said that there were over 500 people, or around 500 there, there weren't. Uh, they lied because I was able to count how many there were. Oh. And uh, it was uh, less than that. But I'll tell you what, it was a fantastic show. Uh, even though Leroy Van Dyke didn't think there would be a second one, uh, <laughs> it was interesting. But you keep, you keep on going. And, you do. And uh, look what happened, right? Exactly. After 40-some-odd uh, years now. Uh, well, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff about the past. Because uh, between the two of us, you've got lots of experience. I've, I've been involved in the Hodag Country Festival here through the radio station since the early 2000s. I think in mm-hmm. 2002, perhaps, I was invited to come on a Saturday. Never been there before. Was totally blown away by, you know, the sea of lawn chairs, the huge stage and all the uh, places to eat. And, and uh, of course, the big booth we had at the time was a, a camper. Right. And uh, I think there was a big line of people trying to to win something by spinning the the prize wheel. Mm-hmm. And the person I remember most is a guy who used to work at the station here uh, in news, John Burton. Oh heavens, yes. And John Burton was uh, the end of the line guy. <laughs> he was uh, the enforcer of the end of the line because we it, only with his had black cowboy hat exactly on. that, which created a you know a little bit a bit of a menacing figure about getting in in back. So I met him for the first time, I think. And, uh, you know, a lot of other people there, obviously, too. So it's been a lot of fun to uh, to be involved in that ever since. And over the years, I've got plenty of memories of some of the great artists and and uh, the backstage stuff. And we'll we'll talk about all that as we move along and get closer to the uh, O'Day Country Festival in July, the 7th through 10th of July this year. Correct. And uh, we'll start by talking a little bit about it, about the lineup for this year. Uh, you know, like I said, I've got about 20 years of experience in it. And to me, this seems like one of the best lineups ever. What's what's interesting, Al, is that it was the announcement. Usually, they would be trickling in over about a couple of months. Yeah. And this year, for the first time that I can ever remember, they had everything done save one in one fell swoop. And holy cow, everybody started... I mean, the the buzz was ridiculous. It and was I, great. And I can only imagine how difficult it is for them to piece this all together, if you think about it, because it's like all these little moving parts 
All these artists are going from place to place, Mm -hmm. and you've got a set date range uh, and time period range, and you've got to try to get all these people to fit this in on their schedule and make it cohesive and it all... I don't know how they do it. Well, the, the word is routing is what they have to look yeah. for and what what they're doing. And some of these things are planned two and three years in advance, which yeah. is amazing when you think about it. But they've got to find out where all these people you know, are at one given point where they're going to be at point B and then try to get them right there in the center. And uh, yeah, it is quite the thing. And the, the, the family has been going down. They've traveled the country in looking and especially at a lot of the newer artists that are coming up to see just uh, who's going to fit. LV Shane, waiting until you see that guy. I mean, he has a tremendous, tremendous show, and they just kind of stumbled upon him. Uh-huh. So they're watching what goes on, but it's it's done quite a bit in advance. And let's talk about, except for Neil, of course. Uh, let's talk about why you know all this stuff, just real briefly. Um, you're working on a book about the Hodag Country Fest. I am, thank you. Yeah, it's it, the the working title so far is "Country in the North Country: An Insider's Look at the Hodag Country Festival." Because for the 43 of the 44 years that I've gone, including the first. It's been primarily backstage. I was either in radio or television at the time. And then here at Hoday Country, that continued. Mm-hmm. And it's a very unique perspective when you see just how things work from the early days with the uh, uh, the Eckerts and the Fights who started this whole thing back in 1978 and uh, running around trying to catch up. You didn't have to contact the people then way back then and go through on the phone with all their agents and handlers and blah, blah, blah. You just walked up, hey, you want to chat for a while? And mm-hmm. you sat down on a picnic table and just did an interview. Things are very much different today. Oh, yeah. And um, so you're going to be a, a font of knowledge, as they say, over the next few weeks with, yep. with some of the backstage stuff and some of the insider stuff. That, there's, uh, there's so much. Out, I mean, there, there is so much history. There is so much trivia. There are so many things that went on around this entire thing. And I'm, I'm trying like crazy to uh, get it done by this year's Hodag. I don't think it's going to happen. I tried to get it mm-hmm. done by last year. That fell through, too. But uh, come, you know what, or high water, I'm going to get it done by Christmas. <laughs> well, you know, it's a podcast, so you can swear if you want. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> but not too much. Yes. It's a family show. Uh, let's <laughs> let's begin. Let's talk about Thursday's lineup. Thursday, July 7th, uh, starts at 5 p.m. Right. Traditionally, it was uh, the first act was... Um, Marty's party, as as I remember now, yep. I don't know how far that how far back that goes past nineteen seventy nine. Okay, well there you are. That's where he started. He yeah. did forty years. Uh, he uh, stopped in twenty nineteen. Uh, he's a big part of the book, by the way. I had a nice long protracted conversation with him. He's mm-hmm. uh, eighty years old now, and uh, pacemaker, and but doing real well. He's still playing and still going at it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's got some some very interesting stories. But he was pretty much the mainstay. Uh, no pun intended, on uh, on Thursday night. He would have a ton of musicians up there and just go and play the old stuff. Oh, yeah. It was like a gang up there, more than a group. <laughs> like 12, 15 people. Well, he did have, um, I think the most he had at one time was 13 until Kenny Rogers came, his first appearance, mm-hmm. and brought basically an entire friggin' orchestra with him. And oh. uh, he took over that number. Nice. Well, Marty's party disbanded, obviously, like you right. said. And uh, since then, it's been uh, Brett Westgrove mm-hmm. starting up. This will be his third appearance this year. Did you know, Mike, that Brett Westgrove is a rocket science scientist? Yeah, yeah, didn't he have, he's got a degree like in, in what, aerospace well, engineering or something is, like this that? Is, this is quoting from his website. Um <laughs> 
He received his master's degree in aerospace engineering from the University of Colorado in Boulder back in 2014, and then left his job commanding NASA spacecraft to go to Nashville and begin a musical career. Boy, that, that's a real lucrative switch. So he's got something to fall back on, Yep, <laughs> obviously, if this doesn't work. But it's, so far, it's been working pretty good for him, at least from our perspective here in, in Rhinelander. Uh, his latest song is called Truck Beds Good For, dot, dot, dot. Yes. And uh, we're going to play a little clip in a couple seconds. Did you uh, notice, by the way, in the video, have you seen the video of Oh, it? yeah. I mean, he, how much he is uh, kind of taken after Dirks Bentley? <laughs> well, I, I, had a, I got more of a Joe Dirt thing out of it. Oh, the movie yeah. Joe Dirt. Yep. Because he has the mullet yep. haircut. And, uh, but it's, it's actually a very well done and a, a, a humorous video. It is. It's meant to be a funny, funny kind of song. So we're going to play a little bit of just enough that we can do without being illegal in just a couple seconds. But uh, Brett Westgrove has local ties, too. That's right. He's, uh, He's from Rib Mountain. Yeah, the southern Rib Mountain with that accent to his. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and maybe later uh, down the road here, as we get closer, we'll find uh, we'll find Duff Damos and bring him in here because he's got a little story about Brett Westgrove that's kind of oh, funny. Yes, it is. When, when he was just a little kid. Yep. Not Duff, but Brett. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, one more fun fact about Brett, he moved to San Diego in 2003, according to Facebook, but it never says why. Oh, that's, that's not the big, uh, <laughs> he wanted to go to country, California, you know, no, that's not place. the Mecca. That's no. not music city for country music, but let's listen real quickly to, um, a little bit of, uh, truck beds gone, uh, good for truck beds. Good for that's, uh, Brett Westrove's latest tune. Truck bed's good for love. What a truck bed's good for. A truck bed's good for love. And howling stuff. I'll tell you what, we're looking forward to hearing that uh, at the Hodak Country Festival live on Thursday, uh, July 7th. He'll be first, then the Northern Lights. Will be back again. This, I think, this is their fourth time. Uh, yeah, actually, I think it's their. Uh, it is their fourth time. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. And they've got a, a um, EP out now that they uh, they put out. I've uh, got a very good following here, if for no other reason than um, their lead singer and guitar player Garrett Thorne is from Sugar Camp. Mm-hmm. So it. Um, and for those of you are who are uninitiated with the geography no, of northern Wisconsin. Three Lakes, I should say. Yeah, Three Lakes and Sugar Camp. I, I think, I, yeah, they're pretty close to each yep. other. That's just a little bit north of Rhinelander, basically, in the Northwoods. So, yeah, some good local ties for these guys, too. Yep. And then they, I mean, they were friends. Uh, you've got uh, Chris and uh, uh, Mike. Yeah, they, they just bring the band with them. And their harmonies, very, very strong, very good Um a lot of, of playing in Nashville. They are now Nashville-based mm-hmm. and doing well and paying their dues, basically, like everybody else does when they're first starting. But for a trio, the harmonies are solid. If you can uh, uh, think of yourself listening to the Eagles or to uh, you know any other uh, Old Dominion, things like that, the harmonies are solid. And mm-hmm. It's really good. And if you want to look them up online, be sure and type in The Northern Lights. Otherwise, you're going to get a lot of other uh, bands that aren't them. Yes, there's a big one in the UK called Northern Lights for some reason. Yeah, but, a, a bluegrass band, I think, yeah. called Northern Lights, actually. <laughs> exactly. So they're going to be on roughly, what, five, six, maybe, 545, mm-hmm. six, something like that uh, on Thursday night. That it's Neil McCoy.
on a Thursday night. He let's, hasn't done that. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. Like forever. Now, this was, you know, a lot of all the purists, all you Neil fans out there, you know, don't have a cow. This is <laughs> they're they're not demoting him or throwing him out or anything, uh, anything else. This is pretty much his decision because it uh, he's beginning to step back. He's been here 27 times and usually the closer, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, low cash, as we recall, uh, those guys told us that if Neil ever falls off the roof or retires, they want his spot. And for some reason, again, because of routing, they couldn't be here this year. But uh, they've been here before and, and uh, have even played a lot of shows with Neil. They just love him to death. But yeah, he wanted to begin to do that but not leave entirely. So moved over to Thursday and... And from from my history. from my observations, traditionally Thursday night always kind of has an older, uh, maybe you know eighties nineties mm-hmm. kind of group or Good observation. bunch of people. Right. Uh, as I recall, a few years back we had uh, what Leroy Van Dyke and all these people. Mm-hmm. That they had their own little tour tour of right. of of the stars from those that era. So it'll be cool to see Neil McCoy headline. Well, not headlining. He'll be probably on at seven. I guess it's yep. he'll be uh, leading Mister Party. Yeah, uh, who we'll talk about in a couple seconds. Right. By the way, Neil McCoy, you, you know what Cameo is, right? Of course. He's available on Cameo. Really? You can you can have Neil McCoy wish you whatever for 100 bucks. Oh. So that's not a bad little sideline, I guess. Might even tie it in with a Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> no, that's free, I think. Oh, okay. That's free on Facebook. Uh, one little, more fun, little fun fact about Neil besides what, what we all know about Neil. He is going to be at Stagecoach. Later this year, on April in April on the 29th, that's in uh, California, big, huge country music festival there. You know what I just thought of? No, what? I wonder if Neil does retire from the Hodag, if the gloves go with him. Oh, <laughs> you know, I think um, I'm going to guess that whoever does Sunday night might want to resurrect those gloves just mm-hmm. for the fun of it and maybe do a Neil McCoy cover. Just in honor of the fact that you know that might be a good idea. Yeah, well, we'll we'll have to recommend that. We'll talk that uh, talk to I think Chris Jansen might be the guy that would be closing this yeah. coming year. Anyway, he would do that. Yeah. Oh, let's let's talk about the closer for Thursday night now. John Party, I believe this is his first time at the Hodag. It is a Hodag virgin. He gets a plate. Okay, good, good. And uh, he's been around for a while. A lot of people. I mean, he's been kind of flying under the radar. All of a sudden, he just blew up, and they found him here. Yeah, he's got uh, big old songs like Hit Over Boots, Dirt On My Boots, Likes Boots songs, uh, Heartache Medication, another big hold hit from uh, John Party. All number and, ones, by the way. And Beer Can't Fix, that's the one with Thomas Rhett, who will mm-hmm. probably not be with him. Probably not. No, unfortunately. But he's been here. Uh-huh, he has. John, and John Party is from California, uh, one of the rare West Coast country people, mm-hmm. little town called Dixon, which is near Sacramento. Uh, yeah, so it'll be fun to see John Party, recently married, too, I think. I believe. Yes, yeah, yep. And this, like year. I say, he, he has been around um, for, for, uh, for quite some time, open for the likes of Dirk Bentley, uh, Alan Jackson, he's played with uh, Kip Moore, Luke Brown, uh, Ryan, Miranda Lambert, so it's, he's got his musical chops right in there. Indeed, and he's been, on, he's been on Primetime Family Feud. I did not did know, you know that. that. No, I didn't. I watched that show. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> like watching game shows. What do you? What do you what? That's okay. Uh, it was in 2019. He was on um, a bunch of with a bunch of other country people. I don't know what the family reference was all about, mm-hmm. but uh, I do remember seeing John Party on Family Feud, and there. I think their their team lost, unfortunately. Oh. But uh, we'll have to ask him about that. Okay. Later on, when he shows up on uh, Thursday, July 7th. So that covers the Thursday 
uh, show schedule. And uh, there's plenty more where that came from with a great lineup. Of course, you can head to Hodag.com to get more information about it. Uh, of course, our website is WHDG.com. We are the official station for the 2022 Hodag Country Festival. And uh, we'll have the Hodag Insider page up and running real soon with interviews. Mike will be doing interviews with the artists, as many as he can gather. Uh, and, uh, of course, we're going to be here every week with a new podcast. If you have any comments... You can uh, send it to us. There's a link on our website where you can send us any correspondence, any questions. We'll be asking you questions down the road, too, exactly. Hodag fans. Some memories that you might have from previous Hodags. I, I know there's plenty of folks out there from not just Wisconsin, but all over the place mm-hmm. who are big, huge fans of the Hodag Country Festival, and they have plenty of stories to, to you know share, too. Oh, exactly. I mean, you've got... All those acres of campers that are out there for the entire nine days. There have been weddings out there. Maybe we can even get somebody who uh, proposed on the stage. I don't know if you've seen any, but there have been <laughs> quite a okay. few over the years, which is always fun. And uh, just some of the shenanigans that go on. If you uh, you know have a favorite party game or whatnot that you have in your campsite, you can let us know. And again, just click on that link on our website, com, and we'll have some questions for you, too. We'll be doing this all the way through. Uh, in fact, even up past Hoday, we'll have little wrap-ups there. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure we'll experience something out of the ordinary. And let's face it, for the organizers of this event, this isn't something that just you just stop doing it at the end of July and take a break for a few months. You exactly. probably start working on 2023 mm-hmm. at this point. All right, well, thank you for listening to our uh, our podcast, The Maiden Voyage of Countdown to the Hodag. And we'll be back uh, with more in the following weeks. This has been the Countdown to the Hodag Podcast. Got a comment or question? Head to whdg.com and click on the podcast banner. And as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>